world, this is Brother Ali. You're in the mix right now with BRL. What up, it's 360. Yeah, yeah, this is Nick Loopy from One Day Spit Syndicate. What's up, this is Slug from Atmosphere. When I'm not teaching your girlfriend how to play chess, I'm listening to Beats, Rhymes, and Life. When I'm called Tech Nine, I'm chicken it with my homeboy, Gavin Crashley on BRL. Yeah, buddy, it is BRL, the podcast, thanks to podcast sponsor tune one a fantastic little online radio station and i say so myself because i'm the guy that bloody built the playlist but still proud sponsors of the show tune1.com.au playing hip-hop playing maybe a little urban some reggae in there as well plus a whole bunch of edm styles as well it's a beat station tune1.com.au now uh, let's get into tonight's program and uh, two interviews for this one sorry it's been a couple of weeks so we'll give you two interviews this week Uh, first up a full conversation with Panama Hustle which is checkered and bright and uh, they've got a brand new record it is fantastic it's called Pablo it's got some bounce and I mean lyrics and otherwise So uh, we're going to get into that first up. And then secondly, uh, a conversation from the BRL radio show with Must Volkov as well. And that is the full version of that conversation. So uh, you're you're getting two for the price of one. And this is a free podcast, so whatever. Uh, Either way, (laughs) let's get into it right now here on BRL, the podcast with my chat with Panama Hustle. It is BRL all across Australia on the community radio network. Now, um, the last time that you and I had a chat, gentlemen, uh, was in a previous iteration of the show. This is now BRL 4.0. And uh, now we're looking down the barrel of doing this for everybody. And uh, now I should actually introduce you, gentlemen, first. Now uh, we have Checkered and Bright from Panama Hustle. Now, um, you guys you guys have been around for an absolute minute, but this is a, you know, a project that's <clears throat> been promising in Perth for quite a while as well. And um, here's another fact as well, that um, not only does your name proceed, but you also have pretty much all the talent in the world within like the reach of your house. Both of your wives are unbelievably talented singers as well. So it's yep. just like, bro... <laughs> Where does this all? Yeah. So yeah, um, I, don't, I, I don't, I'm not sure how um, how Candice uh, didn't end up on the album actually, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's actually an interesting point too. And like you know, she's she's um, doing the Marindas at the moment. Of course, you, put, you yes. guys probably know that. But um, the whole transition uh, that like we went through many transitions through the album. Yes, um, and I think. Candace's involvement in the album would have just been a little bit too much for her to handle, given that she was doing all that stuff, you know, like with the yeah. Marindas and the, and the, and the touring and the workshops, but it would have been dope. Yeah, that's for sure. I, there, there was actually one track that uh, didn't make the album mm. uh, that, that you did. It was like this cool bone thugs and harmonies like uh, style track. And it was dope, but mm. For some reason, I, don't, I just, I, don't, I think it just didn't fit with everything else on the album, but it was mm. super dope. 
So yeah. maybe we have maybe, to finish that. Yeah, you know, finish off, drop it off as a random sing, uh, single. But, um, you know, Bone Thugs doesn't, I don't know, like a, a Bone Thugs thing probably actually might not suit this. You, you're probably right in that regard because um, now uh, time of recording, I've heard half the record so far, you know, just been sort of out all day, sat down, got everything sorted and then started to listen to the album and then had to answer a couple of bloody emails, uh, tune one stuff, shouts to our sponsor. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, the, it, it, this, one, this one has some bounce um, not like so far and it, I'm guessing that's probably a case for the rest of the record because I know you guys have a bit of bounce in your tracks but yeah, um, yeah. Th- this is this is one this is one for like a good sound system nice big yeah. chunky headphones that kind of thing um, that was that purely where it all started for you guys well oh, oh man okay. You go, you go check it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so one thing that we um, thought about before we started the album is we wanted to do something real different, um, like completely different to kind of what you hear. And um, talking about Bone Thugs, we kind of went that way. Like you don't, you just don't hear it that much in Aussie hip hop. Where um, we, I think there's only one or two tracks on the album where we actually have a full verse to ourselves. The rest of the time, we are bouncing off each other and. Yeah. Just, um, just that energy. So when we're writing the tracks, mm. it, it, it's you don't get like lost in your own stuff. You know, you, you like Bright will write a dope four, and then I've got to match it. So then mm. I'm writing my four, and he's got to match that. So I think that's where that energy and that bounce comes into it. Is that is that it's just different to just the same old sixteen, sixteen, sixteen mm. chorus, sixteen song. Yeah. You know, which, yeah, which I reminds me. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, no, no, no. I was, you know, uh, your point's probably going to be more important than mine, but that, that was another thing that hit me straight away was that you know, there is that sort of like, you guys at, at, at certain points, once again in the first half of the record that I've heard so far, um, is um, you, know, the, you go line for line sometimes. Like that, that's on some Beastie Boys shit. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Which I'm like, that was, yes. That, that was actually a cool way of writing too. Because we were in, like when we when we wrote it, like we were in close proximity all the time. Like mm. I didn't live too far away from Checkered. Mm. Um, and we were in the studio going backwards and forwards and deciding like, Oh man, this could be, this could be great. And that's like, they got written quite quickly because of the bounce off each other. Not yes. only the bounces of the beat too, shout out to Dazza, like for his yeah. input for that. But um, that's, yeah, that's, that was like a really cool way to kind of put some of the songs together. And um yeah, like it was awesome. Now, um, you know, uh, production-wise as well, that you know, you can hear that that Daz influence, but um, you guys also you know handle a bit of production <laughs> as well. Like, uh, how much is involved overall? Like, um, yeah, and how much was Daz involved himself? Like, did he have a fair bit of input? Like, uh, is he on some tracks? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you go. Gotcha. <laughs> three it's way is always weird <laughs> it's the lag um yeah so <clears throat> so dazza i think um i think he had four or five tracks mm. um uh like he produced the beats on the album for those and then we also had um cam bluff i think yes. it was yeah yes yeah, yeah it was um yeah. so there was definitely um you know some difference of 
uh, sort of, you know, beat making styles in there. Mm. But um, we all know Daz, you know, Daz has uh, got his iconic sound, his swing, his bounce, um, you know, sick drummer as well. Um, yeah. But also but- Cam Bluff stuck out to me as well. Like just for his, uh, some of the uses of his synths and just like big sort of. Yeah. Booming bass and horns and things like that, which is. And you know what? The, um, I remember there was one track we did with Daz, and we were trying to figure out what sound we wanted. And he, uh, I think it's the first song on the album from memory. Mm-hmm. He actually uh, just grabbed everything that was in the room and sampled it. Uh, so there was like <laughs> a salt, there was like a salt shaker, there was a didgeridoo, there was um, a, a turtle, a turtle shell. He actually oh, used that. I was and about to say, and, like, you tapped a turtle on like, the table. <laughs> honestly, every, anything in the room, he sampled it. Mad and genius. It's first, yeah, and it's, it's, it's the first song on the album. <laughs> he, he's, a, he's a mad genius. And yeah. Um, yeah, if, if it's not well known to our Eastern States audience yet, that disaster is... Not, not even quietly like, okay, over here, it's a well-known Perth hip-hop fact that, you know, Disaster, Downside, Hunter, you know, Hunter, Dundiel, Fame, all that kind of thing, is a completely off the chain, insane producer. Um, but yeah, also yeah, known as a completely mad genius, and that's a, that's those are the kind of stories that you hear over so often. Anyone's worked with him is like, yeah, he just grabs stuff in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like working with Daz, uh, like we have, like for for so long. Yeah, it's it can be like a, a really funny journey at times. <laughs> like with some of the <laughs> <in> the studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like ten percent work and then ninety percent fun. And uh yeah. that's how we how we work with Daz. I, I like the I like that quite a bit. So as you were saying, the um yeah, the the, the way that you guys were writing were going uh line for line. Now um where we're we're not all in separate cities now, but I know that you guys are because, you know, Bright, you're in Melbourne, Rick, you're in Perth. I'm in another far-flung place in Perth. Uh, so, obviously, what was this all written when you were still here, Bright? No. Yeah, so I, I do believe that um, the... Well, I think, like, 95% of it. Is that right, Rick? Yeah, we had, like, three tracks left uh, that we had to finish, so... I ended up flying to Melbourne. Oh, and um, and we finished off the tracks. That's yes. right. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Because as we we're saying, like bouncing back and forth, you mm. just can't do that if you're not there together. No, so, no. Um, yeah. So I took off to Melbourne. We uh, finished the recording and uh, did a few film clips while I was there. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then I've revisited Melbourne once since then to finish off the last of the film clips and right. just to tighten things up. So. And yeah, this is obviously been... all pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I came, I came back uh, like two weeks before, about two weeks, three weeks before COVID hit. So it was, we got Ooh. it just in time. Oh, right Actually, under the wire. Just rewinding back to the start, like funding the album, like when we had the idea, um, we, I think we ended up stealing some um, some old wooden crates, like you know, some uh, pallets, yes. and then breaking them down and like. Well, I was in the yard chopping crates and Checkered was in the shed building kids' mini kitchens. 
to fund the album. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but it's it's like how we how we kind of started out to uh, fund what we had to do to begin the album was Shepherd building these miniature kitchens with like little dog bowls or something as sinks and selling. Yeah, them. and and that was the thing, like because wow, uh, we, we yeah we we really wanted to make this album uh count so we've chosen the best producers mm. you know the best equipment um it, we've just done everything the best that we possibly could we've mm. called in a lot of favors as well from people uh that um we've you know that we uh keep in contact with some mm. big names and that that have helped us out through the way as well yes oh, and, and uh, uh I'll, I'll say you know I'll, I'll say that for people who haven't heard the entire album yet of course um out now everywhere folks uh time of air (laughs) time of air Uh, like everything i do things two or three weeks in advance it's the uh life of a fifo worker so (laughs) (laughs) but um i'm I'm actually i'm really interested in in this in the kitchen thing now like um (laughs) So, so got to elaborate on that, Rick. Yeah, like you I, I kind of, I kind of want to know. Like, obviously, you know that 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 takes some, you know, some uh, chippy skills and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, uh, check it. You know, is is that a job that you do on the side? Like, um, I, I didn't know you were uh, that kind of handy that you're like building custom children's kitchens. Like, that's <laughs> really neat and really hard. <laughs> well. That was sick, but that yeah, is pretty yeah, good. No. It's um no, I've been building all my life. So yeah. I I've you know, I've, I've renovated the house I live in now and it's just what I've what I've what I've always done. So uh building I like the corrugated kitchens. iron for, for those who obviously you you'll hear this in an audio way, but like uh the the, the office that I'm seeing in Checkered's background, I'm like uh, there, there's some good ideas. Uh, um, I mean, I'm uh, not in the market. I'm pretty much, you know, narrowing down at, you know, sort of the house and building it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm just like, the, I, I like the decor. I'm like, that might be something I might use on the BRL studio whenever I actually finally get to putting that together. But still, I'm like, yeah, some good stuff. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So I suppose you just got to be like a bit of an entrepreneur, mate, when you want to, try and get this stuff done. So mm. if you've got nothing and you want something, well, you got to find some way of, of making it happen. So, and mm. it, it was a good way for us, for myself and Bright to, to do together. Um, and it, I think it adds to the meaning of the album because it wasn't just sitting in the studio and mm. drinking beers and that it was like, we got out there and we found a way to make money. And so we could get the best, um, album mm. we could so it, and yeah, so it, it, and bright was your ta yeah, yeah bright was yeah he was good he, he oh, like totally. I've got selfies, instagram <laughs> it was it was it was awesome yeah. I, I, I love that idea because it's like it's not unique in Australian hip hop to have people who are tradies and work in construction and that kind of thing but like the, the fact that you guys utilize that in a way to fund the project i haven't heard of that before like you hear about (laughs) people writing for grants and yeah they squirreled away for years or Mm -hmm. they do kind of what i do and they 
they you know spend all their money on those projects uh you know shout yeah. stop domestic who i know works away and uh that's that's how he funds all of his stuff as well you know so mm. but the fact that you guys come up with an idea and then sat in a shed and built things together as well as built a really good record that's that's unique and very cool yeah, yeah it was good I thought fun it was we, we thought it was worth bringing up yeah absolutely <laughs> i'm like that, of course yeah i think anyone that knows me that knows quite well if i if i garner on idea i'm like oh i've got questions now <laughs> <laughs> What else can you do? I, I, I do I do I do kind of remember uh just going off in different uh paths on the last time we chatted as well. Oh, th- this is what happens and look th- there's going to be the radio version which people hear and then the podcast version and I'll probably actually include the wood story in the podcast in the radio version cuz it's, it's a it's a cool Definitely. story. Cool story, bro. <laughs> now uh back to the record as well so um apart from literally building things with your hands to fund it but um you know the the process as well like you guys came in in the last iteration in the june lup uh studio it was like that was two and a bit years ago now so this has all been building since that point uh yeah but actually quite a long way so like we're probably talking about more like three years ago Mm. or four years ago um is that right check it yeah yeah, 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 and uh, it's been well, it's been five years um, since we started the album. Um, wow. But when we but when we came in, we only had maybe one track or two tracks to show you from the album. The rest were all yeah, real yeah. old school stuff. So yes. it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like a real Panama hustle. Um, no, nah, that's that's right because we were working with a guy named Cohen Matson. I, I believe. And he had some beats like, like we were kind of hanging out with him and he had some beats of his own and we started mm. working with him and then like just kind of laying down some raps and putting some ideas together. Um, yeah. And I think that was kind of like a um, more of a draft of an idea of a, you know, concept of what Panama hustle might be. Yes. Um, yeah. And I think me and check had decided we'd build it from there and then just, um, you know, we, we did some shows, which were great. That was like, mm. uh, so I was in, I was in uh, Vic Park during that time in Perth. All right. Um, yeah. So we're talking probably about three, three and a half years ago. That's yeah. Right. And we were doing live shows. Yeah. And, and also um, a, a side story as well um, is that, you know, you moved to Melbourne to build your skills as a producer and, uh, you know, you're, went to a school and everything so that's why you're over there now isn't it and then of course everything yeah. that's happened that's happened yeah yeah so yeah so um the the opportunity to be able to um actually do workshops mm. was the main sort of reason why i wanted to come over i had the opportunity to work with um uh indigenous hip-hop projects who mm-hmm. are like a uh you know a fairly sort of big deal in the indigenous hip-hop workshop world yes um so I got to, you know, start work with them. They asked me to come on board. Um, and that tied in with my whole idea of going to SAE and doing the, um, the bachelors. Mm. So in, in audio, so, you know, it's all kind of tied together with uh, my wife's aspirations as well. Like, you know, and um, then check was able to, you know, move, uh, fly over uh, to do the film clips and do the recordings yes. that we needed to get done and do the extra writing, which was sick. Like, um, 
you know, we had some fun, like finding some, some cool spots to film, which was great. Absolutely. We actually had a, we actually had a show, uh, uh, maybe a year and a half ago. And, mm. um, luckily, I mean, obviously it's quite hard for us to get shows at the moment, um, being in separate States, but, yes. um, luckily the guy was willing to fly bride over and, mm. uh, put him in a hotel and, and put the show on. And yeah, so we're hoping, uh, as things progress, we might be able to do a bit more of that, you know? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the things are starting to improve on, uh, you know, Bright's side of the country as well, which is, you know, uh, very much of a good thing. You know, uh, Perth, since what uh, I'd say May, we really haven't missed a beat, have we? It's kind of been, you know, kind of same hard lockdown and that's the way it's been. I Um, I wish I was here. I think we've got 11 cases as of today. Which is yes. good, which is great, but um, you know, still, it's hard lockdown. I just went to the shop before, and like I had to wear a mask, and it's like it's pretty hardcore. Yeah. I think uh, I won't be able yeah. to leave a house in about a half an hour. <laughs> Curfew. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You hear everyone, you hear people's stories from over there as well, and it's you know become a well, it's become the theme of the year. Is like you know one COVID, but two, the way that Victoria has handled it in like, you know, the initial stage and you know, the, the lockdown and all the protests yeah. and everything that's going on over there. And it's like, Oh, good grief. It's um, yeah, it's, it's really <laughs> full on. And you know, like as a, as a Perthy, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, I'm glad to live here. I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, still <laughs> Still able to go to, I'm you know sorry too sorry to you, Bright, but you know still able to go to work, still able to go to the shops. You know I can jump on a train and not have to wear a mask and that kind of thing. You know Perth has done a pretty good job and well done to our state government. Yeah, for for sure. Yeah, I was in two months. Yeah, and they they did a good job too. Yeah. So, you know, congratulations all around in that part. Anyway, enough about COVID. Let's talk about those videos that you were talking about before. <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah, so they started um, dripping out over the last couple of weeks. You've done a bunch, though. Like, how many of you uh, knocked out? Uh, I, think, I think we've done eight, eight clips so far, eight, eight or nine. In- that's why I say like a bunch because eight is quite a few clips. Like that's a significant chunk of your album that's going to have a visual aspect to it. Well, that's also rare. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I mean we got we had eleven tracks on the album and mm. eight of them are, are film clips. But that again, we we were looking to get the best out of this album that we could. Unfortunately, with COVID and um, the way things just happen in life, um, we haven't been able to um, push it the way that we had planned, mm. but um, I think you've just got to adapt to, yes. you know, what life throws at you. And, and this is, this is where we're at. So we're going to just do the best we can now and try and get it out there for everyone's ears and hope they like it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, once again, what I'm hearing so far, it's, as you said, like there is a best of everything. Cause it's also, it's a really, really good sonic sounding record. Uh, especially on a, a, real like a decent pair of headphones you know the ones that are currently sitting on my head um i'm like wow this is really crisp as well um who is who's mastered this so uh oh, sorry right um 
So it's funny because originally, uh, as we're doing the album, we're going to get um, Daz because he's done the majority of the beats. Mm. Um, shout outs to Shaker for the beats that he did as well. They, they're, they're so awesome. Yes. Um, but yeah, we we're going to get Daz to do it. And it's funny, um, we were looking through a post one day on, on our page and um, we we're talking about, oh, the album's coming. And uh, Ruxton... Um, hit us up and just said on there, oh, you should let me do the mix and master on it. Ah. And um, yeah, so it was really weird. It was like, it was never planned. And then I spoke to Bright about it and was like, he wants to do it. And I'd rather like have someone that's super keen on, on, on doing the work rather than asking somebody. It's, it's just, it kind of, it's kind of cool. So, yeah, so we sent it off to um, Ruxton and, and as well. So, like you know, shout outs to to Ruxton and Select Few. Yes, boys. yeah, and he did an amazing job. Like far better than probably what I'd ever expect. We were. Um, it was like one of those things. That I, I've done four albums now, and the first three, every time you get the master back, you just start like cringing over all the things that you need changed. Whereas. Um, when he mastered it, we listened to it. I sent it to Bright and I called him up and I was like, I can't hear anything. Like, this is perfect. So, uh, and Bright, Bright, well, Bright agreed. It was just, yeah, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Done. There's no doubt the dude has skills to uh, yeah. pay the bills for sure. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, shouts to Ruxton, who also is a, a massive supporter of this program and has been over the journey. <laughs> Yeah, it is like a wealth of knowledge. Absolutely. And in all seriousness, um, I've, I've uh, dragged him in for a couple of for programs, you know, the select few boys, pretty much just because I know there are certain aspects of Australian hip-hop that they know so much more about than I do. And everyone's like, oh, you know all this stuff. I'm like, no, no, no. There's people in certain aspects, the... Uh, yeah. since I was gone era of like four or five years there to sort of late 2000s, early 2010s, where I don't know as much as I would, you know, from the culture of Kings era kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and he's a, he's a wealth on that stuff as well. Like yeah. he knows way more than I do. <laughs> yeah. It's scary. And yeah, I'm, just like, mm. <laughs> I'm just like, bro, I, I had other stuff on during that time. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like it's cool. cool it's really cool talking to him about it though like when you get mm. to chatting away with ruxton because he has such a wealth of knowledge there about it like because i like like back in the day like i went through the you know the culture culture of kings era uh, era of course yeah you know listening to bias b like old school like he's listening to reason and mm. um like heaps um you know uh, you know daz of course like hunter yeah. and daz as well um and just like yeah, those kind of backs, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But heaps of heaps of East Coast acts as, as well because mm. I'm from Brisbane. But just yeah, huh. I think yeah, I think it was cool to, um, yeah, just have a like you know a bit of a bit of a gab with him. Absolutely. You know, so um, shouts to Ruxton, um, amazing work on the mastering. Like uh, as I said, I, it's really crisp. Like it's crisp, but it's also thick at the same time as well. Like you're the underneath where that bounce needs to be in that production uh, 
you know, especially on Daz production, it's like it's. I'm like, no, it's it's really well done. <laughs> so shouts yeah. to Roxton, nailed it. You're right, one hundred percent. So um, yeah, these clips, you're gonna keep putting these out over you know the you know over the journey as well. Is that gonna be a slow drip, or is there gonna be stuff sort of coming out um, like one a week? How are you gonna be putting those out? Yeah, well, um, what we were thinking of doing is even like chucking out one a week, mm. I think, um, just depending on like how it's being received. Like if people are really feeling it, like we might even do like a, like a Friday drop and then even do like a Wednesday drop the next mm. week, like just seeing how like it's really feeling. Um, and just also letting people know that, you know, because the album has dropped, um, you know, we'll be including our links to all the Spotify stuff and everything that people can, um, you know, get, you know, get the music to their, to Absolutely. Their and, and, uh, we'll post the videos as they come as well. Cause, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying everything that I've heard so far. Once again, uh, once we're done talking today, time of recording, I'll uh, finish it off and give you the rest of the feedback. <laughs> okay, sure. the start. But uh, yeah, which I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to because yeah, this, uh, this one bangs folks. So uh, if you've not heard it yet, it's definitely worth picking up um, and play it somewhere nice and loud just so you can yeah. feel it. Or it oh, maybe- it's titled Pablo, by the way. The title's Pablo. Oh, yeah. We haven't even mentioned it. It's called it's Panama Hustle. The album's called Pablo. Go and cop it. That's what you need to do. But, um, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, is, was there, did you have any sort of uh, reservations because of uh, Kanye's Life of Pablo at all? Or what's the reasoning behind the title? Well, yeah, Rico might be able to shed some light on the idea that was um, – brought or look that we kind of came up with with the for the concept mm. of the album yes yeah uh as i said like we wanted something super different and uh originally i think it all came out because i had this idea for a, uh, a band name and originally it was like um the panama project and and I just, I, I don't know, something about it just stuck with me. I really liked it. And then it, it formed into the Panama Hustle. Mm. And and then, like, we were trying to figure out what we're going to do with the album. And it was, uh, let's do a story. E- every song is a next step in this story. And um, it, it essentially is, uh, it's a bit far out there, but it's like this young, uh, young guy or people uh and they're like um third world panama and live in the slums that kind of thing and they essentially they've got a hustle to um get somewhere in life and and the and the title pablo explains exactly the storyline that we're kind of fitting it's like come from nothing and um you end up right at the top people hunting people chasing you you know, like people wanting what you have. And um, if you listen to the album from start to finish, it will tell you a story of, of, of this um, person's journey throughout it. Yeah. So, Ooh, see, and we felt that, like that I hadn't Pablo picked up yet. The, no, no. And that's the thing that we're hoping that that, that title will explain to people essentially uh, what, what this story, the journey is about. Let's see, they're, they're like, that's, that's made it 
even more interesting now. <laughs> now I'm going to have to start from track one again, just so I'm like, all right. Uh, now I don't know there's like, like a, a, a concept record on top of something that bounces this way. Okay, this is getting more unique as we open this little onion and we pull the layers <laughs> off here. <laughs> yeah, listening, uh, listening to the album might make you cry like an onion because it'll, it'll touch oh. your heart. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but it'll make you bounce more than anything else. But but with the tracks, like even the track names, mm. um, you know, there might be, um, I think the first track of the album is, was it The Birth? The Beginning. The Beginning. So the first track of the album is called The Beginning, which is like, you know, The Birth or, you know, when this dude is born or when, you know, he's first like kind of making his moves in like this broken down sort of, you know, picture like a, you know, sort of a Colombian sort of on the edge of the jungle sort of yes. place. And then um, as he moves up, you can picture more of a sort of Scarface deal and like mixed in with a little bit, you know, another track is called State, um, Enemy of the State. So mm. mixed in with a little bit of, uh, you know, Enemy of the State, Will Smith, I think it is, sort of steez going on and, and um, so yeah, so it built up. Yeah. Drawing influences from everywhere. So a bit of Scarface, a bit of Knuckles, a bit of, as you said, enemy of the state. Do you make a reference to Gene Hackman in there? Good movie. Forgotten movie. That was a missed opportunity. (laughs) Love me some Gene Hackman. (laughs) He just stopped acting like 15 years ago and just, you know, just got old and went, nah, I can't be bothered anymore. (laughs) But he was in everything like in the the nineties. Good, good actor. But anyway, yeah, yeah a good movie if anyone's listening out there. Go and watch that movie. But so not only, <laughs> which is something I didn't get because I'm an idiot and I hadn't picked it up yet so far on the record. So not only a concept record, not only did you build this record with your bare hands uh, <laughs> and built things with the those bare hands. So I'm literally reaching my hand at the camera uh, and uh, this is yeah, this is this is unfurling in um, uh, the most fun way. This record so far. So um, I think for people out there, if you've missed this so far, go and cop this record um, yeah. and uh, be excited about this because um, I think this is one of my favorites. And once again, this is halfway through, not even realizing there's a uh, bloody. Uh, massive overall theme of the whole record and you're telling a story through tales and, and the special guests in there and everything as well eight video clips um you've gone all out for album number one for you guys together here this is uh, completely insane and I, I hope it i hope it does well essentially i really do yeah you guys Absolutely. deserve it for how much effort you put into this <laughs> Big shout outs to um, to Cortex. Yes. Yes, fan. Aero D as well, who's um, on that track, Enemy of the State, mm. um, which is the first video clip that we dropped. Yes. As well. Oh, Porcelain as well, up on that. Yes. Uh, one of the talented wives. Yes. <laughs> And um, yeah, so there, there's, uh, there's a lot to take in from this record. Yeah. It, like it's you know, oh, you just blow my mind here. Just gentlemen. let it marinate. Let it marinate. Yeah, it has. 
and I like it. Like I said, I'll, I'll probably actually give us like two or three more listens now, just because like, Oh wow. There's so much more to this that I meets the eye. Like an old Transformers cartoon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's a weird interviewing technique of me right there, making references to bullshit from 35 years ago. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. Everyone's like, and I was talking to you actually, uh, Rico, that, um, you know, that, that I was, you know, you were like, oh, it, people wouldn't notice that like you, you're winging. I'm like, I think everyone notices. That <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just oh. let the tangents fly, and that's that's why there's there's two versions of these interviews now. You know that there's the podcast one, which you know people are going to hear a chunk of this, and there's going to be like the ten twelve minute version, which people will hear on the radio show, and that's why I do both. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And they get all the tidbits, and, and that's that's why this is even more work than it was like six months ago at the old June Lop station, which we uh, won't mention anymore because there's a story in that, which I'll tell you after. Anyway, this is, <laughs> this is a fantastic record from what I've heard so far. Uh, it's called Pablo. It's by Panama Hustle. It is available everywhere now, folks. So uh, it's Spotify, iTunes, uh, hard copies. You're going to be dropping those. Yeah. Yeah, hard copies will be available from early November. So, uh, yeah, we, 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 we will let everyone know on our page and uh, they'll be available. So, And um, for the just uh, plug your social so people can go uh, give it a like. Now, Panama Hustle, uh, both Facebook and Instagram. Uh, YouTube, visit that. Uh, we've got a few other cool videos on there that um, we've posted. We don't really share YouTube too much, but it'd be cool to get a few people over there. Yes. And um, obviously Bright as well. Check out Bright on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I'm pretty low key. So it's just uh, pat my hustle for me. So. <laughs> Fair enough. And actually um, a, a quick plug for yourself, Bright. You be, you, uh, you're doing these uh, online courses at the moment with Candice. So I'll give those a bit of a shout out while we, uh, we're going. Oh, sick. Yeah, no worries. Um, I've been doing some WA stuff. Uh, one arm points, Beagle Bay and Broomtown. Uh, mm. working with Galari and yep. Telethon. Oh, shouts to Galari who played BRL, by the way, as well. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, love Galari, man. Mm. Um, and so we've been doing Telethon Kids uh, writing and um, doing some production and creating a song, and the kids are gonna. Um, you know, create a few film clips up there apparently. So they've got some film, film peeps up there and uh, myself and Candice have been doing that thing. You, the, um, we, obviously we can't really do anything else. <laughs> Ricky Grace. <laughs> oh, Ricky, Ricky, where you at? Where's Ricky? He was my favorite player uh, as a, uh, as a younger guy. I wore yeah. 15 because I loved Ricky Grace. Yep. Me too. Yeah, love Ricky Grace. Hell yeah, yeah. Man. He started me out on that, on that big journey towards, you know, doing that hip hop thing with the kids. You know, he oh, was really? part of the journey. Yeah, yeah, totally. Ah, yeah, Ricky Grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the basketball Grace. player. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Tigers guy, Melbourne Tigers. Um, what was his name? Anyway, 
Yeah, Doesn't matter, Ricky Grace. Yeah, Ricky Doesn't Grace. Matter. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing Grace, throwing dishes and dimes and you know, throwing off to James Crawford. Everyone's like, or like any of our younger audience, like, well, what are you guys on about? 90s NBL, <laughs> when it was good. Okay, it's got better in the last couple of years. But uh, yeah, that early 90s, um, Andrew Gaze, uh, Andrew Flyhoff yeah. here. Yeah, that, that, was, that was some good Australian basketball. But anyway, we'll talk about that off air. Uh, gentlemen, um, once again, the album out now. It's called Pablo. And it's by Panama Hustle. It's fantastic. So uh, go and cop it, folks. Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us on BRL. Thank you. Yo, no worries, man. Thank you for having us. You. It is BRL. And now joining us, um, well, uh, you're joining us in uh, lockdown from Melbourne. Um, with the edge on this interview of a counting clock of a sleeping infant. But I'm on the other side of the country, uh, almost as far away as I could possibly get from you, uh, in a camp called Yandy in... uh, Yandy is actually the location of it, to be honest. Um, A remote camp in uh, the Pilbara in Western Australia. So you're hearing wind and outside bits and pieces, but I thought I'd actually get outside for this one. Also, there's a dude on night shift next door for me. There's your context of how this is going to go down. But joining us is Must Volkov, and you just dropped a brand new record with Sunny Jim. So welcome back to the show. Cheers. How's it going, man? Uh, I gave this a full listen this morning. And I have to say, it's um, it's 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 a it's a bit of a it's a deep dive for for you. Like it's got that sound that you've had over the last couple of records, but um, this one seems a, a little bit more uh, twenty twenty lockdown style. Like it's a bit more, um, <laughs> bit more sort of like a, a chill. It, it has a little sort of darkness in there, and a, a fair few sort of like uh, vignettes in between the tracks as well. Is this is this a long time coming? Am I getting this, or is this like a, a a project since the whole COVID thing has started? Yeah, no, it has been in the works for a few years. Yeah, yeah, it's just um, yeah, a bit of a different approach to to suit Sunny Jim, I reckon. Like, mm-hmm. He's so gangster, you know. He sounds sounds real good on the kind of pimp funk type of beats, you know. So yeah, kind of focused on that. Right, of a right. concept, right, you know. And uh, for for people that are uh, unaware of Sunny Jim, um, who is uh, Sunny Jim for the people that are listening and uh, might not be fully aware of uh, his catalog? Um, oh, he's one of the dopest MCs out of the UK. He's originally mm-hmm. from Birmingham. Um, lives in London now, in Shepherd's Bush, I think. Yep. Um, yeah, he's done Just- a lot of work. Over the last few years, he's put out a whole bunch of records with different producers and some collabs with American MCs. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and you can tell he's like, he's definitely sort of like just one of the best to sort of pick it up from that country as well. Just you can tell the guy has bars and flow for well years pretty much. Um, but yeah. you've also, of course, uh, got some old friends on this record as well. And uh, you got Jest to appear on this record as well which is like yeah that's a that's a massive get <laughs> yeah sunny sort of out there obviously good mates and mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I first met Sonny Jim when he was touring out here. He was Jess's hype man. I think it was the oh, second right. time Jess came out. And my mate Badams, mm-hmm. who um, was one of the, like, the main, main hip-hop promoter in Melbourne at the time. Mm-hmm. And he produced our Grim Trinity record with Rebel with a pen on it yep. all those years ago. And he, he worded us up. I hadn't heard of Sonny Jim at the time, actually. And he said, this dude, Sonny Jim's coming out with Jess. He wants to collab with Australian rappers. You should hit him up, you know. And he was touring his Trading Standards mixtape at the time, I think. So we checked it out and we're like, damn, he's real dope. So, yeah, he came around to the lab. He brought Jess with him. Mm-hmm. We hung out and made a few tracks that day. And, and yeah, and that's the been... start of the relationship. Is any of that first up stuff that you guys did together on this record? No, nah, no. Nah, those first things were on his Psychonaut EP and Psychonaut LP that he did around that time. Ah, right, right, and right. Sammy Scissors was on the beats as well for the tracks we did together. Ah, so there you go. A yeah. bit of history lesson for you folks out there. But um, so you guys obviously, you know, kept in touch, been working together ever since. Um, it yeah. was it was. Did you guys actually sort of set a course to make a record together, or was it just like, oh, hey, here's this. I think you'd be good on it. Yeah, memory's a bit foggy about how it happened, but mm. pretty, pretty sure he just said, "Yeah, do you want to make a record together?" You know, like. Um, we hung out when I was in London a few years back working on the Aquanaut record and mm-hmm. yeah, hang out with Jess as well at, at Sunny Jim's joint, just going through beats and stuff and just blazing and drinking. And, and then he was, <laughs> he was meant, Sonny was meant to come and record at Jess's lab when we we're recording the, the Michael Parkinson track and the Jess track, but mm-hmm. he didn't show up. He just sent through the track. He just, because he just didn't come back from Birmingham. He just recorded it there. And, All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and then, yeah, so I think he just, just over the net, he just said, yeah, let's make something together. A whole bunch of people from the UK have said that to me, but it just doesn't always end up happening or be something that I end up mm. putting my time into. But yeah, this one happened. So, yeah. Oh, and also that is, uh, it, it does have a bit of a, like a, a dank UK winter kind of sound as well. Which you know, like um, I've I've now actually experienced a, a UK winter, not for an entire winter, but for at least a couple of weeks, you know. And I'm like, yeah. all right, so it, it's yeah, it's pretty chilly when it's not raining, and when it is raining, it's a little less cold. But then it's that weird sheeting, like thin rain, and it will just get in everywhere eventually. And that's that's kind of that's the vibe, really. <laughs> that's that this record kind of carries. Yeah, right. Cool. That that sheeting UK rain. Anyone that knows of you, you, well, have you you've been in the UK in the in the winter, or did you go during the warmer months? Um, it was a bit in between, I think. Oh yeah, I think yeah, it might have been autumn. I can't exactly remember, but yeah, it was just yeah, it was grey, mm. raining a lot, and I just remember what a big deal it was for people there when like they could see the sun. I have a strong memory of being in like the markets and these these guys with market stalls just pointing at the sky like check it you can see it there it is it's over there They're getting like excited <laughs> that they could see where the sun was in the sky rather than you know like through the clouds they're like yeah check it out you know it's fucking it's weird yeah <laughs> it's so gray all the time 
Well, I'm guessing, you know, if it only pops out and in thimblefuls of sunlight every so often, then I guess, yeah, you'd probably, yeah, you'd probably get a little bit excited. I, I guess we're uh, all pretty spoiled in this country, especially where, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, especially where I am right now. <laughs> I've barely seen a cloud in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, it's been a pretty, <clears throat> pretty warm winter as well, I reckon. Yeah, actually, well, um, how is how is it for uh, yourself in uh, the sort of uh, Melbourne lockdown? Because you know, of course, it's been a, a massive national story, and everyone's <laughs> feeds been filled with uh, the various uh, dictator dance and um, you know, even the yeah. deeper conspiracy theory stuff that you know that I'm not going to bother mentioning because I've just started deleting that stuff. It's like, uh, look, I I get that there's probably some kind of dark forces about and cabals and everyone's like mate i'm just trying to like live <laughs> yeah that's it let's not go into all <laughs> people's opinions about it but um yeah it's been it's been all right for me man I had some time off work and some time at home mm-hmm. with the, the new baby and during the partner's pregnancy so it's been oh. cool you know it's awesome so you pretty suitable for us. Send time to work from home while she's pregnant and I'm going back to work next week. We're probably oh, working right. from home. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's that, kind of all right for us. Well, that's, you know, that, there's a positive one. Um, you're one of the lucky folks in Victoria that's been able to stay employed. <laughs> uh, and yeah. uh, secondly, that you've, you've been there for the, uh, for the MISO, which I think is pretty cool as well. So yeah, yeah there, there are some, positives out there um i think it's just the way that people are viewing it like you know wa's pretty much had the best run out of everyone because of that hard border um that we've had which has also been a national story but um i'd have to say with the the new national version of this show and everything like that you know honestly 2020 has actually been quite decent <laughs> for me anyway i'm like well the, the show grew in, in in exponential bounds this year and i've kind of got covid to thank for it yeah, cool <laughs> to be honest yeah but I'll, I'll tell you that story off air and how you know there was a bit of roughness to get here but um this record by the way uh is is available right now and uh where can people uh, go and cop this um it's on all the streaming on spotify apple music whatever it's a free download on the pang productions Bandcamp page throw some money at it folks throw some money i, I threw some yeah. shekels at it it's it's well yeah, worth cheers, spending a bit of thanks. money so yeah thanks everyone who has been throwing money at it yes. um and the physicals will be out next month on October 16. Yes. There's going to be a CD, cassette, and vinyl. There'll be some, some black vinyl on the Pang website. And the vinyl is being pressed by Tough Kong Records. Mm-hmm. So they'll have yeah, coloured vinyl, black vinyl, and OB strip vinyl available mm-hmm. there. Nice. And probably suspect packages in the UK as well will have some. And try and yes. get some in the indie stores around Oz as well. Well, basically, folks, this this is a, a, another winner by Must Volkov. So um, enjoy this one on BRL. We're going to play another track from it. And Must, thank you for joining us once again. Cheers. Thanks, man. Back to back chats there here on the program with uh, Les faffing about from me although let's face it i do plenty of faffing about throughout the interviews 
It is BRL. Thanks to Must Volkov and the boys from Panama Hustle for joining us this week. And, of course, this week's show is brought to you by tuneone.com.au, a beats station out of Perth, Western Australia, with a bit of EDM of many different styles. Uh, you have uh, some hip-hop, some R&B, some reggae, and a bunch of other sounds involved in that one. Basically, if it doesn't have a guitar, we're kind of playing it on that station, so our tune1.com.au now uh, thanks for listening folks and uh, next week another double interview episode uh, we got some great stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks on this podcast uh, no more four week runs up north for me thank fuck for that Whew, I was cooked anyway folks you have a good one where do you done son see you later good night <laughs>